Sound. Can you hear me? Yeah. You sure? All right, all right, all right. We good. We good. Amen. Greetings, greetings to everyone. It's good to be here. Amen. As usual, amen. Always glad to come into the house of the Lord. Amen. Just thanking Him for another day. And another, another week gone by. You know, and God is God is still on the throne. No matter what's going on in our lives, He's still on the throne. He's still doing what He does. Amen. And we just got to keep trusting Him. Pastor Lynn has already prayed for the Word. But I just want you to acknowledge, if you can, if you're in the house, if you've ever had any sloppy living going on in your life. Can I see you raise your hand? Hallelujah. See my hand up too. Amen. See, and we, we want to tighten it up. We want to get rid of that slop. Amen. And, and, and be able, like yeah, she was bringing back that analogy with the steering wheel. You want, you want your steering to be tight. Amen. And not all over the road. Got to keep on moving the wheel to correct over and over and over again because, Thank you know, your, your system ain't tightened up. Amen. So you can be seated, amen, as we prepare our hearts to receive what God has, amen. You know, as I've been thinking on this word, amen, and, and just continuing, God just continues to download, amen, the, the things that he wants us to either grab hold of as we're, you know, we're just not talking about stop to slop. Amen. Now, but forevermore. You know, you know. Sometimes we we have a theme for the month or a theme for the year, and when the year of the month is over, we think, well, that's over. Amen. But no, it needs to be building upon and continuing. Amen. We got that under our belt. We got that in our wheelbox. We're not going to go back there no more, and we move on to the next thing and the next thing. If God is strengthening us and building us, Amen, and causing us, Amen, by effect to see ourselves. Amen. So we want to continue on in, in part two of Stop to Slop this morning. Amen. And you know, before I just jump right into that, just recapping on a little bit on last week, amen, as we were talking about that prodigal son. Amen. And we know he ended up about to eat the slop. He got so, got <laughs> so far down, amen, because why? He didn't do things the way he should have done things. Amen. He, he got out of order, out of alignment, amen, and out of, out of his out from under his father's house and his father's blessing. I mean, so many things that, that he missed out on because he didn't live the way he was supposed to live. He 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 made bad choices. Anybody here ever made bad choices? Oh, amen. And bad choices, amen, gets bad results. Amen. Sometimes, well, even when we get the bad results, we don't want to admit that they're bad. All right. And I know y'all y'all ain't been there. Uh, you know, you don't want to, not even to yourself, you know, well, you know, but we got to stop and say, you know, that was a bad choice. Amen. And even we talked a little bit about the son who stayed home. He, he, he was not too much better off because he was, he was bitter. Amen. He, all, the whole time he was bitter. Amen. So as I was saying last week, there's two, these two sons of this man in the New Testament, amen, showed us two sides of our living. Amen. And how God would have us to direct ourselves and to live according to his purpose, his plan, and his will. How many of us really, really accept the fact that our life is no more our own, that we are bought with a price? Amen. And we are called, amen, to live out his will in the earth so he can get the glory. And as we do that, we become what? We become the change. Amen. In other people's lives, we help them to grab hold of the truths, amen, and walk those things out. So we, we want to dig into that a little bit more. Now, 
this morning we're going to move from the New Testament and look at the parallel story that I, I want to get into this morning in the Old Testament. Amen. The man with two sons. Amen. And, and it's, it's a very interesting story. And many of us are familiar with the story of Jacob and Esau. All right. Amen. And, and, they, and their son. Amen. Not their son, but their father. Amen. So when we look at this story, you know, as I was looking at it and, in, 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 you know, just going through, I began to see some interesting things. You know, when you, you preach something more than once, twice or more, Amen. Sometimes you feel like, well, I got everything there is to get out of that. But just tell somebody, ain't so. Ain't so. God's word is living. Amen. It's continuing to grow and continuing to unfold more and more and more. You know, so as we go from the, the prodigal son, amen, we go to a couple other sons, amen, in this story, amen. And Jacob, amen, we, we call Jacob the, de the deceiver. Amen. The trickster. Amen. The one that was, you know, if he was alive in today's culture, we would call him what? A con man. Amen. He, he, he come up with plans and schemes. Amen. To, to get things his way. Amen. At the cost of others. And, and, and nobody in here like that, right? Amen. I'm hoping and praying. Amen. But as we look at this story i want you to have your ears open amen and, and if you see yourself just just don't haul out amen but just, just say lord help me lord help me lord help me so we're going to start in the 25th chapter of genesis looking at these these young men amen and their father and then we begin at the 19th verse and it says and these are the generations of isaac abraham's son abraham begot isaac and isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Remember Laban. Laban comes up again later on in the story. But, but you know, so he married, amen, Laban's sister, amen. And, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife conceived. Now we think this thing happened real quick, but watch this. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And in other words, if the Lord has blessed me, why? You know, if you got, you know, twins in your womb, and they struggling, y'all you know, women know how it is to have a baby kick. I've never experienced that, but can you imagine them two rascals wrestling in your womb? I mean, you think there's a fight going on up in there, you know, like, whoa. So she said, what was going on? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Because now the Lord blessed me with these kids, and now all of a sudden, I'm having a rough pregnancy. Amen. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb. That's powerful right there. Two nations. I can go real deep into that, but we won't do that right now. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold of Esau's heels. So he's trying something already. Coming out the womb. Amen. Uh, he, he gets started right off. They wasn't finished. Amen. 
took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac, when Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. Now, how old was he when he married her? Now, that's when she had threescore. That's when she had the children, threescore, 60 years old. But he was twoscore, if you were paying attention, when he married her, when he took her to wife. So we're looking at 20 years past from the time they got married until, so when we read that she was barren, it wasn't just no couple months they were struggling to have a kid. There was some time that went by, amen, in order for this to come to pass, amen, because he married her when he was 40, and they had a baby until he's 60. They've been praying for this child, these kids, a long time, and not even expecting them to be twins. Just give me a son. But bless God blessed them with two sons. And then, so we look at this, and the reason I go there, sometimes we, we, we short-circuit the journey because it's all in one paragraph. Amen? See, people don't know your life. They don't know your story. All they know is what they see now. Amen? And, but they don't know all the stuff that it took to get you from there to here. Amen? In order to be able to say, praise the Lord. It's all is well. Look at my children. You don't know what it took. Amen. As I look at the heron standing on faith and trusting God. And then I, then I, look, at, I look at Miss Dovey. I mean, they waited 19 years for that little girl to show up. Amen. Praying and believing God. And then God gave them the bonus. Amen. JJ. Yeah, you the bonus. <laughs> so we, we thank God. We see, amen. But no, when you look, you don't know they struggle. Unless somebody tell you. You know, so with this whole situation with, 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 you know, Isaac and Rebecca, they already been through some stuff. Amen. And now they, they're raising these two sons, amen. And, and it's interesting that two nations, amen. two nations, one's going to be stronger than the other. And the younger, I mean, the older will serve the younger. Now, these words are profound amen. and they have an effect on the rest of the story. You see, so as, as we're looking at this, we want to really begin to dig out, amen, why, why these points are important, amen, as we look at it. And, and it goes on to say, amen, in the 27th verse, and the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau, I mean, the father was cotton to that, the rugged son. The hunter, amen. But, I mean, because he did eat of his venison and Rebekah loved Jacob, the son who stayed at home with mom most of the time and did what was needed, but he was still a son, amen. They were both, amen, of the same age, only Esau was moments, literally moments older. And Esau sighed, poured pottage. Now look what it says. And Esau sighed, sighed pottage and uh, Jacob, excuse me, saw the potters, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Edom means red. He red when he came out. But he goes on to say, and Jacob said, now look, listen, Jacob's do being Jacob right here. 
He's showing his true colors. Amen. Amen. Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Now, all he asked him for was a, a, a bowl of lentils. Just give, him, give me something to eat. But Jacob sees an opportunity. How many of y'all looking for an opportunity? An opportunity to get over. An opportunity. See, see. Now, now we're going to see sloppiness on both sides, amen. But we see an opportunity, amen, here. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Look at that. He said, now, I, I'm about to die. And you're talking about a birthright. This thing don't mean nothing. But if I die, what, what good is it going to do me? You know, and so, and he said, and Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he, he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way and Esau despised his birthright. Wow. This is a great example of living sloppy. Stepping into the slop. Amen. Because one's being deceitful and the other is despising his birthright. Something that, you know, this, this you know, when you stop and think about the birthright, this is something that you didn't do anything to earn. But it cost his father something to put it together, to prepare and to do all his living. Amen. And, and, and because he, he despised it, amen, he, he didn't realize it. He didn't realize the, the, the power and the strength of that birthright. Amen. He didn't under, appreciate, amen, or respect what was being given to him. Amen. The cost, the opportunity that it would give him when the time came. He didn't see none of this. Because his belly said, I want that. He was fain. Now, this is a small seeming example, but how many people do we know, amen, whose belly, or should I say, whose flesh has wanted that? When God has given us a birthright in his kingdom, if we could just hold on. But if we take him too long, it's taken too long. We keep hearing about this, that God ain't moving like I want him to move. And, and, and something out there looks good, amen. And I, I, I want this. I want the fame. I want the fortune. I want the money. I want the mates. Lord Jesus, help us God. And God taking too long. I'll be undied before I, I get what I want. So I, you know what? I don't care about it. You can have it. Just let me have some lentils. That's how Esau was seeing his birthright. It was something that was meaningless and seeming to get in his way. You know, and, and someone said, well, what is, what is lentils? I, you know, I, I put an illustration up there. Can you bring up that little picture of the lentils I put on there? Little, small little beans. Shaped about like a little lens or something. They're little, hey amen, they can be tasty now. Show me that other picture. There you go. That's a little lentil soup. Don't that look good? <laughs> but, but if you tasted it, you might change your mind. Because everything that look good ain't good, and everything that don't look good, some of it can be real good. 
Amen? Amen. But you think, now this is, he's selling his birthright for a bowl of beans. Just, 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 I want that to sink in for a minute. What little we will give up the blessing that's waiting on us for when we live sloppy. When we're looking at the moment instead of looking down the road and having a mind to hold on and to trust God and to, to trust. I mean, you know, he, this birthright was coming from his father, but God, when we are the children of God, we have a birthright in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Even now we can operate in that birthright, but see, he, he's seeing this and, and he's ready to sell out for some beans. And how long was that bowl of beans going to hold him? That's the other part that we need to think about. It's going to be gone in less than 24 hours. You'll be ready for something to eat in less than 24 hours. That's going to pass through your system and be done. But there's no going back and getting what you have given up. Just for the pleasure of the moment when we give up, when we choose to live sloppily, amen, in the kingdom of God. Amen. And see, so I look at this and I say, wow, what have I sold out? What am, what am I missing out on over the years that I've sold out for that immediate or that, that quick fix or that, that instant gratification? What I mean, I, you got to ask yourself the same question. Right. I mean, what, what if I, I, I laid aside the blessing? Well, what blessings did I not get because I did not hold on and wait? Things that he had in store for me for the now, not, not, not just way down the road, but what did I miss on, out on by not saying, yes, Lord, I'll wait. I'll trust you. I'll hold on. I won't live sloppily. Just look at someone and tell them stop the slop. They say, why are you looking at me? <laughs> See, but y'all need to be looking at each other because y'all looking at me up here. Right, and we all got to check ourselves, Amen. When our when our living is getting loose, when our when our, when our faith and our trust and our patience, our obedience starts to wane because we get we we hungry, we tired, we 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 weary, we worried. It's taking too long, and sometimes, Amen. We we ready to throw in the towel instead of getting ready for the next round. You got to hold up and, and, and continue to press, amen, because we, we, we couldn't see it. We couldn't handle it, amen, in the right now, amen. It was, it was too, too far away to get what we wanted, amen. The restrictions, I, if I just wouldn't say it, I could go do this and I could go do that. And this, 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 thing is, this thing is getting in my way. No, it ain't getting, it's trying to help you. See, he, he saw no value in that moment. Esau saw no value in his birthright. In the moment. But later on, when he thinks about it, he realizes what he really gave up. Then it's too late. Enemy got you. Amen. So we don't, we don't want to be there. We don't want to be, amen, in that place of, of Esau, amen, and, and just to... to Sell out for so little, so quickly, for something that only satisfies temporarily. We don't want to do that. We don't want to, we don't want to be that person, amen. You know, because the thing is, no matter what, 
Once he gives up that birthright, he can't get it back. He can't get it back. And we're going we're gonna to see what happens I I as we continue on, amen. Because Isaac, his father, would never agree to give the birthright to Jacob. Not willingly. He would never agree, amen. So there was a, there was a conflict created even in this situation, amen. So as we, as we look a little bit further now, we see down the road now with the other sons, we didn't even hear about mama. But the prodigal, they don't never mention mama. They just talk about the sons and the father and their dealings as men and their relationship. But in these, this family, mama gets all in the mix. She gets all in the business. And, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way toward women because, hey, man, I thank God for the women. But, you know, we got to realize, understand the culture in which they lived. Amen. Amen. Women didn't interfere with men's business. Not back then. It, it wasn't like that. This was between the, the father and his sons. But here we see mama gets all involved. All right, all right. Amen. To see what's going on. And we'll see why in a minute. But let's go to this 27th chapter in verse one, verses 1 through 6. It says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons and quiver, thy quiver and thy bow and go out to the field and take me some venison and make me a savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless thee before I die. See, Jacob wasn't done, though. Come on, Jesus. Now, dad's talking to Esau, the firstborn. Now, even though Esau sold his birthright, he still was first in line for the father's blessing. You see, now, and, and there's no way that his father would do any, any wise other. So he said, go out here and get me some, some venison. He loved venison. How many of y'all ever had venison? Venison is good, amen. But we got to make sure it's cooked right. Amen. amen. I think me and Pastor Linda, a couple of years ago, we went down to this place, and they had some venison. I'm like, man, this is so good. Ooh. We made a venison stew. Yeah, I'm making y'all hungry. Right now. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it was so good. And we talked to the, the, the young man who, who cooked it, and he had just gone out the day before, and, you know, hunting. So it was fresh. Amen. It was good. It was on time. Amen. So, Try some venison. Okay. But see, so what we say here, man, he said, get it so I can eat. I want to bless you. I want to give you my blessing before I die. And Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son. Notice it's his son. Not their son. His son. So that is, you know, there was some division in the household because remember what he said earlier? Jacob loved who? I mean, Isaac loved Esau, and Rebekah loved Jacob. They had their favorites. Warning, warning. Watch out with the favorites. 
Amen. It can bring great division. Amen. See, I, all mine are my favorites. My favorite Jericho, my favorite Drew, my favorite, you know, each one of them, each of my favorite Bubba, you know, all of them, all of my favorites. Bethlehem said, don't miss one. <laughs> They're all my favorite. That's what I tell my grandkids. They say, I'm the favorite. Yeah, you're my favorite Ajante. You're my favorite Elias. You know, because they all have their own place. There's no competition. But here we see, amen, he, she heard him speak to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son. Notice, her son. His son, her son. Saying, behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother. Not my other son. You know, so she heard, so she rehearses in his ears, amen, what his father had said. And then she goes on to say, amen, in, in, in verse number eight. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Master, see, so you see this separation getting louder and louder, amen, in the house. But he said, now obey when I tell thee, amen, when I command thee, go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, that he may bless thee before his death. She came up with the whole scheme. Amen. How they going to trick dad? And but why would she do such a thing? Mm. Do you all remember what the Lord told her? The word spoken to her by the Lord? That the older is going to serve the young. So she said, well, God ain't, this is, he about to get the blessing. Esau about to get the blessing. I know we got the birthright from him, but Esau about to get the blessing. And we can't let him get, you ever see someone try to mess up somebody else's blessing? They get jealous and all that sloppy living. So here we go. She said, now, we, we can't let this happen. So, she, see, but I, I'm, fr I'm a firm believer that she didn't need to get into the mix of God's plan. He said, well, she did it because God told her that the older going to serve the younger, so she had no choice. Wrong answer. She had the choice. Amen. She had to get all up in the business. God don't need your help to fulfill his word. He just needs your obedience. So it can be fulfilled in your life. So never think, well, she was helping God out. No, she was getting in the way. And we'll see the result of her getting in the way. Right. See, this is sloppy. She's being sloppy. Because she's doing, getting in where she ain't got no business. Amen. Because when you begin to look at it, amen, as, as you read the whole story, you see where even Jacob said, well, no, because if I go in there and my father figure out I'm deceiving him, I won't get the blessing. I'll get the curse. And she, and she goes on and says, well, don't worry about that. Just do what I tell you, and the curse will be on me. I'm like, wow. What kind of mama? Mm. But she thinks she's doing a good thing. She does. She, I mean, her motive is right, but her actions are wrong. Amen. She wants to see him. She wants to see the prophecy fulfilled. Amen. So she figured, well, this must be how to go about it. Amen. So God said it's going to be this way. So let me make sure. Kind of like, you know, Abraham and Moses, amen, and, and his wife, when they decide they want to do something to help God out. 
you know, so no, we don't we don't do that. Amen. So we look here. Amen. It said so in verse 38. And Esau said unto his father. Has no way, man. I, I don't want that verse yet. I'm, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. Amen. But she said, go and do so. Amen. He did it. He came back. Amen. And he went in and gave his father the venison. Now, the thing that she added to the whole thing, he said, well, he'll go in there because Esau is hairy, you know, and I'm not. Yeah. She said, that's why I want you to get two kids. Remember she said two kids? So, see, they slaughtered him, but she took the skin of the sheep, and she said, I'll put the skin on your arms uh -huh. and on your neck, amen. So when your father oh, reaches God. the field, he'll feel the hairiness of Esau, amen. And, and then not only that, we'll go and get some of Esau's clothes, and we'll put Esau's clothes on you that smell like, you know, he'd been out in the wilderness. So she does all this, amen. But the thing about, e I mean, about Isaac is when he comes in and presents himself as his brother Isaac says these words. He said the voice is Isaac. I mean Esau, Jacob. The voice is Jacob. But the, the, the hands, the hairiness and the smell is Esau. And he said are you sure? In other words, you sure you're my, my beloved brother I mean son Esau? He said yes I am. He kept lying to his father. Lying to him. So he went ahead and blessed him and gave him the blessing that was due his brother. So all of it, now he got the birthright and he's got the blessing. But as soon as he gets out of the tent, as soon, I mean, he's scared. About, it says he, he scarcely had left. And Esau comes in. He's already prepared the venison. And he says, I'm here. Here's the venison. And so I say, who are you? He says, I'm Esau, I'm Esau, your son. I, I, I went and I got the venison so that you can bless me. You know, I, I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to take time to read all, but so that, so that you can bless me. So what happened? He, he said, wait a minute. He said, who was that that just left? Uh -huh. Come on now. Come on, and he said, your brother has deceived me and has taken your blessing and he will be blessed. Uh -huh. He said, well, wait a minute. Esau's like, wait a minute, hold up. They both crying now. They both, I mean, they, they both wept. You know, so Esau says these words to him. And that's why I, I didn't want to read it too quick. I want to see what's going on. And in 2738, before they, Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also. And he said, I, I know you gave that away, but you got to have something left. I mean, this whole situation has gone wrong. It's gone awry, amen, because everybody's messing up, amen. If, if Isaac would have stopped when he said, no, that voice is wrong. Something is wrong here. Something fishy here. Go get me your mama. I, 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 go, go, go get I want to see everybody. I want everybody in here right now. But he knew something was fishy, but he just keep on, kept on going. Kept on going. He said, two out of three ain't bad. The feel and the smell is good, but the voice ain't wrong. Uh, the voice is wrong. You know, so he went on and did it. So everybody's getting a little sloppy in their doings here. And we look at this, but he said, but now Esau is pleading with his father. Give me, give me, give me, give me a blessing. He said, oh, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, now listen to this blessing that he gives to Isaac. 
Behold, I mean Esau. I'm trying to get these names thrown around. That he gives to Esau, he said, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and the dew of heaven, the dew of heaven from above. He said, The fatness of the earth, the dew of heaven from above, and by thy sword shalt thou live, and thou shalt serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass when thou hast when thou shalt have dominion that thou shalt break his yoke off thy neck. Now that, that blessing right there speaks volumes. He said, yeah, you're going to serve your brother. You're going to live by the sword. Amen. The blessings of the earth are going to be yours, which is, hey, I, I receive that. Amen. The dew of heaven coming down. I, hey, I, I'm, I'm good. But that serve my brother part. He's supposed to be serving me. I'm the oldest. He stole my blessing. He stole my birthright. And now you tell me I got to serve him. But the last thing his father said, we can't miss. You got to get what he's saying. Now notice he didn't say, when he says these words, when thou shall have dominion. Not if. It's key to hear the words that he's saying. Not when, I mean, not if you'll have dominion, but when you'll have dominion. That's prophetic. Because he's letting you know the day is going to come. You ain't going to be under his feet. He said, and when you have dominion, that thou shall break his yoke, talking about Jacob, off of thy neck. Because as long as he had to serve Jacob, he was under that yoke. But he said, but when you realize, hear what he said, when you realize who you are, when you realize whose you are, See, because sometimes we, we ourselves, and we're still talking about sloppy living, go, we, we're, we're giving ourselves to this, and we're giving ourselves to that. We're under, we're servants to this, and we're slaves to that. But he said, when you realize that you have dominion, what did he say to, 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 to Adam oh, from the very beginning? He said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. He said, and thou shalt have dominion over. God wants every single one of us to walk in dominion over the things that are trying to dominate us. That's what dominion means. You will dominate. You won't be dominated. And some things that in, in, in this life, this flesh, the, the pull, the call, the, the greed, the lust, we allow those things to dominate us and, and they have power over us. And he tells us that we shall not be under that yoke when we realize who we are. When we stop the sloppy living and realize I don't have to give in to this and I don't have to be overtaken by that. If I just realize who I am and walk in the power and the authority that I have, I can be set free from yes, all of it. Yes. I can break the yoke. Yes. And it's sad to see we, we as God's people can have so many yokes upon That's us right. and right. giving right. into it, allowing it to control us, Thank allowing Jesus. it to tell us what we can and cannot yes, do. Jesus. But God has said we're supposed to have the dominion. And when we realize that, we can be the change. We can be able to break those yokes and now we can be able to go and help other people 
break the yokes that are in their lives because we have been set free. Don't you know the Bible says, whom the Son has done what? He set us free. So why are we still so bound? Why are we still struggling in this area, that area, this situation or that situation? Struggling with this flesh, struggling with all these things that come against us. Amen. Rather than walking in the dominion, the freedom that God has given us. Unapologetically saved. Unapologetically loving God. Talking about his goodness. Sharing his word. Amen. Standing on his word. I'm not sorry that I'm saying I'm not going to dumb it down and be quiet. I think about even as we were talking in the office this morning, Deacon Dave was telling us about Elder Jones. Some of y'all remember Elder Jones. You know, but you know how, how he'd be in the gym on the base and as soon as he finished his set, he'd be, thank you Jesus. Right? Everybody can hear it. Cut a step where everybody Walking in dominion. While others are looking at what's wrong with him. They need to be finding out what's right with him. He's not afraid. He's not ashamed. Because the scripture says, if you be ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you. And that's where we got to come to the realization, amen. So he said, you can break the yoke off thine. And when you, when you have the dominion, when you shall have, you have, when you realize you have dominion, child of God, you can break the yokes, amen, that, that are trying to stop us and hold us back. Now, let's get back to Jacob, amen, <laughs> you know, who, who had, to, he had to come to a place, a, a, a reckoning, a, a realizing. But see, what happened when he left out, and, and initially Esau was obviously hot. Amen. After he got through crying, he made a vow that, okay, after this sorrow, after my father passes, because his dad was getting ready to die. That's why he's doing it. He said, after dad dies and we get through with the morning, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill Jacob. He took my birthright. He took my blessing. So Rebecca hears the vow that he made to kill his brother. So he goes to, to Jacob and he says, you better get out of here. In so many words, he, she tells him, pack up and get out of here because your brother's going to kill you. You know, so he goes to his father. His father gives him instruction to go to your uncle Laban. Amen. And, and, and so forth. That's where Esau goes. Now notice. Or Jacob, I'm sorry. Now notice. Jacob stole the birthright. Jacob stole the blessing. Then he had to run. Think about it. You're the blessed one. And, and, and you got the birthright. That means, you know, that, that two-thirds of what belongs to dad comes to me uh-huh. when he dies. But he had to run before dad died. So who's left there with 100%? Esau. So Esau ends up getting not just the birthright, but he got Jacob's stuff too. And now, 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 if you look at the story close enough, you'll see that Jacob went to Laban and he's been, he became a servant. He got the birthright, he got the bl- but he became a servant because he did things wrong. And not only did he serve for a couple of years, he served for seven years for one daughter, the younger daughter, amen, Leah. No, it was, no, not even Rachel, rather. An older daughter is Leah. But see what happened is, he ran, the trickster ran into a trickster. 
because he, he, he went to his uncle Laban. He said, I'll serve you seven years for Rachel. And he said, okay, that sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. They had the wedding, you know, and then that wedding night they went in and, you know, commenced, I mean, you know, consecrate. What's the word? Consummated. That's the word I'm looking for. Consummated the marriage. But when the sun came up, because it said, it said in Scripture, you know, how beautiful Rachel was, but Leah was tender-eyed. You know, in other words. <laughs> so when the sun came up on honeymoon morning, he looks over, and ain't no Rachel there. It's Leah. So he's hot now. I've been tricked. And so he goes back to his uncle Laban and says, you tricked me. I, I served you. I said I would serve you for Rachel. But you gave me Leah. He said, well, I can't give away the younger we for the older. It's a trick. So he tells you, I'll tell you what. Another seven years and you can have Rachel. Now, this is the one who left home with the blessing and the birthright. Now he done served 14 years because of his sloppy living as a servant, taking care of I mean, Laban's field and taking care of his sheep and doing all the work and all not he's supposed to be sitting up enjoying the birthright right come on, come on. so then then now, now now after 14 years when he now he finally got rachel and he's got Leah, he's stuck with leah too and, and, and now he he's ready to go he got what he wanted he's ready to go but laban laban says you know you can't leave yet you know um, if you, you know, I, I, I will bless you, but you want to take those sheep, you got to serve me another, another six years. So add that up. Because he did it. He served another six. Add it up. 20 years. While Esau is back home with the birthright, all 100% for 20 years. And guess what? He's not serving Jacob. Jacob's serving somebody else because he got out of pocket because he started living a sloppy life. He got into the slop. Amen. So therefore he missed out, really truly missed out on the birthright. He missed out on the blessing. Esau got them both back. Amen. By default. And after 20 years, the Lord tells Jacob, go home. Now, last thing you remember leaving home was that his brother going to kill him. So he, he, he's trying to be obedient, but he's scared Amen. to death that when he gets back and, and Esau sees him, Esau going to kill him. So he begins the journey, and the whole way he's, he's, he's fretting. Remember, now remember the, 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 the prodigal son, Amen. he had to come to himself. Jacob is having that come to yourself moment. To realize what's going on, amen. To realize that I got to go back because God said go back and I, I got to be obedient to the Lord, but I know my brother going to kill me. So as he's getting closer, amen, the word done already got to, to Esau that Jacob is coming home. So Jacob sends his men to go and see if y'all see Esau coming to, to meet us. And the men come back and say, yeah, Esau coming. And he got 400 men with him. Can you imagine Jacob's heart at that moment? Oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill my kids. He's going to kill my wives. He's going to kill everything. 
So he tried devises another plan. Jacob just don't quit. So as they're getting closer, he takes the companies and he divides up the sheep and the rams. And he has the servants take those and those. And then as he sends all his flock in, in different courses, yeah. groups. Yeah. Amen. So what's he doing? He's trying to appease his brother. Tell him. Because when he, he said, when Esau comes and asks, whose are these? He said, these are yours, my master. Yeah. Gift yeah. from Jacob, your brother. He's trying to appease him. So every so he's giving him all the cattle and all, I mean, all the sheep and and then he gets to the place he takes all the children of Leah and put them in a group and send them. And say, Let's see what happens with them. Because he's still got, you know, Rachel with him. But then when he gets to a point, he has to send Rachel and the servants ahead and he's left alone. Just like the prodigal son, he's left alone. All by himself. He's got to deal with him. And I look at this situation and I say, oh, my God. Genesis 32, starting at verse number 24, saying, Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled a man with him until the break of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for today, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go. And the angel saying, let me go. I got to go. Well, Jacob, now, Jacob then came. He's had an epiphany. He's scared. He's not. He, he wants. He, he really wants a new blessing. He really wants, you know, an answer, a way out of his, his pickle, his dilemma that he's in. He said, I will not let you go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, which is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. And this is where we come out with Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then we get, who's our forefathers? Pastor Sam know what it is. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he changed his name to Israel. Now, I want to make a salient point here. How many people were waiting for Jacob to get right. This is a, this is a big picture. He said, I will change thy name to Israel. For thou, for as a prince, hast thou power with God and with man. And has prevailed. He had to understand that he was no longer a trickster. He had to accept. Now, this is just as the, the prodigal son had to come to himself and realize who he was and what was in his father's house. This is what Jacob is going through right now. He's realizing, wait a minute. He said, I'm a prince with God, but I've been running around here cheating. I mean, I can tell you more about his, his cheating ways, amen, to get more and more sheep from his father-in-law. Yeah. But, you know, he, he, he's cheating and he's conniving. And he, he's living this loose life. But God has a plan and a destiny for this man that will produce a nation, which we call Israel to this day. Yeah. 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 The nation of Israel. And thus, the world was waiting on this man to get right. To fulfill his God-given destiny. 
So I got to ask myself, and, and, I, and I want you to ask yourself, what is waiting on me? While I'm doing this, that, and the other. Sorry for some reason I got dry mouth today. But for some reason or another, I'm not doing everything I need to do. There's some looseness, there's some slop in my, in my, in my ways, in my living. And who is waiting on me to get right? Where is God wanting to really take me that I can't let go? See, he had to let go of his old name, which included his old ways, his old character, all those things to accept. See, see, it's just not a name change. It's an entire change of character and actions. And God is calling, amen, in these days, amen, for us to allow that to take place in our lives. If we haven't got there, if you haven't got there, if I haven't got there already, it's time to wrestle with yourself. And to be ready to let go of those things that the, the world is pulling you from what God said. God's purpose, God's plan, God's way. Amen. But my flesh and my feelings and my needs and my, 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 my. But God said. God knows the plans and the purpose that he has for every one of us. Amen. And just as we demonstrate in these two stories that we look at, we got to get right in order to get right. In order to receive all that God really has to release and to let go and to do through you and for you, amen, and to bless others. But we're stuck in our ways, stuck in the old pattern that is not really working See, up until this point, up until this point. He had to face himself. He had to come. (laughs) Face to face. With himself. Verse 29. And Jacob asked him and said. Tell me. I pray thee thy name. And he said. Wherefore is it that thou. Ask after my name. And he said. And he. Blessed him there. And Jacob called the place. The name of the place Peniel. For it had, he had, I have seen the face of God and my life is preserved. He had, he realized I had an encounter with God. So we got to ask ourselves. I, I, I provoke you to ask yourself, have you had that encounter with God? I mean, we come a long way. We have, we had that encounter with God that really changed everything changed how I see myself changed how I see the call or, or that, that God has on my life as a child of God as a Christian I'm not even talking about ministry I'm talking about the, the call to live a saved life the call to be a light to be the witness to be the salt if I allow that or am I still playing to the music of the world am I still dancing 
or have I changed partners yet? Amen. In order to, to do it with God. You know, I look at these stories, I look at the parallels of these stories as I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap up, but, you know, we see, we see where the, the prodigal son, he left home with an inheritance and no blessing. Took his stuff, but God, and his father couldn't bless his going because he was premature. Amen. Yet he lost everything because of the lack of his wisdom. Then we see Jacob, amen, he left home with a stolen blessing. <laughs> amen. And birthright and could enjoy neither of them. He walked away because of the way he went about. God would have done it in a way he could have stayed there and begin to rule 20 years earlier. But he was delayed 20 years. Mm. You know, the wasteful son inherited, I mean, he wasted his inheritance in the far country and found himself alone with the pigs ready to eat their slop. Sometimes we hit rock bottom. Amen. Amen. And we find ourselves all by ourselves. But guess what? God is still there. I, I love that story because it says that when the father, the father was sitting out there every, I can imagine every day looking, is he coming home yet? His father operated with an expectation. Is he coming home yet? He's looking for, he's still looking for him. Has he come home yet? I don't say how long he was out there, how long it took him to squander his goods, but the whole time, amen, his father was looking because the day he popped up, Hallelujah. his father saw him afar off. What am I saying? In the day that we step up, God going to see it, Hallelujah. and he's going to meet us right where we are, but he's not still not going to leave us there. He's going to take us to another level. He's going to take us to the place that he really wants us to be. Thank you. Mm. Now look at Jacob. He became a servant in a strange land for 20 years where he couldn't fulfill his God-given destiny. Oh, you're living. Things are working. Amen. You're eating. You're sleeping. Amen. You got roof over your head, but you're not f- fulfilling your destiny until you get back under your father's house. Then you get back to where you belong. Amen. We see, amen, the, the prodigal, he hit rock bottom. Amen. <laughs> he was down there. Wow. And he came to himself and realized where his real blessing was. We can chase everything else. You know, and, and, and oh, goodness, almost 30 years of pastoring, we have seen a lot of people come and go. Amen. We've seen them go out there and, and, and get into even more loose living. Amen. And, but I thank God, and I can say this truly, for the ones that found their way back home. Realize that the real blessing is in my father's. And when I say back home, I'm not necessarily talking about back into living faith. I'm talking back into the kingdom, back into the service of the Lord, back into a church, amen, where they can grow and they can serve and they can be a blessing to the kingdom. They can have the true walk and accountability that we all need. Mm. (laughs) Esau. Now Esau was interesting at the end of the story. Because when he came to his brother and they finally met face to face after Jacob had his encounter, Jacob comes to him and bows down. Esau tells him, get up. Esau falls on his, grabs him, hugs him, kisses him on his neck, celebrates his brother coming home. But the picture that 
Jacob had in his mind was he, he brought 400 men to kill me. See, what we have in our mind can stop us from receiving <laughs> what God has for us in reality. See, all this whole time, amen, the difference between those older brothers, amen, the one, amen, the prodigal came home and the old brother was angry and jealous and not understanding why God is, I mean, why dad is giving him a party, amen, and sometimes we can be like that, like the children of God, or we can be choose to be like Esau. Backslider came home. Let me kiss their neck. Let me hug them. Let me receive them. Amen. Because why? He, he, Esau walked in the forgiveness. Because Esau, and you know what Esau did at that moment? I don't want y'all to miss this. What he did at that moment? He broke the yoke. He broke the yoke that was upon his neck. Because he never had to serve his brother a day in his life. Because he received the one that did him wrong in love. He received him, amen. And, and he thought, because Esau, he said, well, and all this stuff you sent me, I don't need all that. I got my own stuff. I got my, I don't need your sheep. I don't need your goats. I don't need none of your stuff. You keep your stuff. I got, God has blessed me. I got my own stuff. There's a big difference. Which one do we want to be? Even though Esau, yeah, Esau was hurt. He was angry. He declared what he was going to do. But he stayed at home. And he let time heal all wounds. Amen. He allowed the Lord to deal with his heart. Amen. And when his brother came back, he was ready to receive him in love, in forgiveness. He didn't throw none of it in his face. Because he realized, number one, I got everything. He wasn't like the, 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 the older brother with the prodigal. He had everything and didn't realize that he had everything. But, but we look at yeah, Esau, he said, I got everything. And for the last 20 years, I have served no one. We need to get it. Sloppy living. Oh, I mean, we can see it all throughout Scripture. When you, you stop and see, boy, now imagine if everyone did everything right, how smooth things would go. Now ask yourself or say to yourself, if I did everything right, I wonder how smooth things would go. If I did everything and not trying to manipulate, not trying to, you know, connive or cheat or, or, or make it work or rush it or not trying to help God do what God said he was going to do. If he said he's going to do it, it's on him 100%. All he needs from me is my obedience, not my plan. Our plans, our thoughts, our ways. If God didn't tell you to do it, don't do it. See, and mamas, <laughs> stay out the mix. And sometimes daddies too. God telling your child one thing, don't try to live your life through them. Let them be the man or the woman that God is calling them to be. Remember, the fruit of the womb is the Lord's reward. But he said they belong to him. So we got to check ourselves. Point them in the right direction. Release him to the Lord and let him have his way.
in them. Just like he has to do with you and I. We got to have his way in us. So let's, let's tighten up our living. Let's tighten up the way that the Lord would have us to go. I got one final verse and I'm closing. Amen. As you look at all these things with these two sons. Mm. There's a conclusion to this whole thing. And we come out of the second chapter of Peter. I mean, second book of Peter, chapter 2, verse 20. It says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said now, he's, he's giving us a warning. Now, hear what he's saying. That we've escaped the pollution. When you gave your life to the Lord, you, you were given a way of escape to get out of this world, out of these things that get their clutches in us and their grip in us. Like we see what happened to these young men. Amen. And, and, and we, he says, through the knowledge. Now, I, I, I look at that and I say, what is knowledge? A knowing. You know him. I don't care whatever else is going on or pulling or you know him. That knowledge alone is what he's saying here is enough. He said, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they again entangle themselves therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So if you turn back now, it's going to be worse. Let's stand up. The last verse says this, for it had been better for them not to know, to have known the way of righteousness. He's still dealing with our knowledge. We know this. And walk away, I'm going to do this, but I know it's against God's word. I know it's against his word. I know it doesn't please him, but we yet go do it anyway because enough people agree it's okay. No. He said, he said, if they again, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them, but it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. And this brings us full circle. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire, going back to the slop been brought out, been cleaned up, been infused with the knowledge of God and his word, and then go back. Now, I'm not saying that, I mean, but this, this is what the word says. He compares us to a dog. And, you know, that's, that's one disgusting thing. I've seen dogs do it. I don't know about y'all, but they'll, they'll throw up and then turn around and lap it right back up. None of, us would, none of us, I don't believe, for one minute would even think of doing that. You say you're a pass? I mean, you wouldn't even consider, you don't even want to mess with it to clean it up. It's so disgusting. You, know, you hope somebody else clean it up. But, but he's comparing our going back to the ways of the world to that. It's 
just that disgusting. We don't want to do that. We don't want to go back to the slop. We don't want to go back to the vomit. We want to walk in his ways and be the change that God wants us to be. So if you're here this morning and you are, I'm looking at you. Amen. But if there's issues in your life, areas in your life that you're still struggling with, the slop, I invite you to come so I can pray. We can pray over those areas. Because God wants us to walk in dominion. And you cannot walk in dominion if things in this life are dominating you. Taking power and control over you. God wants to bless you. He wants to set you free from those areas that's holding and pulling and trying to get you. Because again, somebody's waiting on Clyde. Oh yeah, they are. Someone's waiting on Clyde. And I, I, I can venture to say more than one. To manifest as the man of God that you are. They're waiting for it. They're waiting on Kay. Say yes in every every area of your life. Say yes. Every one of us, as we examine ourselves, as we check ourselves, we got to say yes, Lord. I want to do it your way. I don't. I, I don't want to go back to the slop. I don't want to. I, I don't want to go back to the the mire. But God, I need your help. And so you got to get to that place of realizing the blessings in my yeah. father's house. You got to get to that place realizing, amen, yeah. that I'm going to wrestle and I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Change my name. Change my character. Yeah. Change my ways. Show me the way you want me to go. And give me the strength, Lord, to do it. Give me the strength, Lord, to stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come before you right now. We thank you. We thank you, God, for who you are, God. And Lord, what it is that you're showing us that you want to do in us and through us. God, help us to, to lay aside the weight. Lay aside the sin. Lay aside the yokes, God, that are trying to, to, to withhold us and keep us from moving in the direction that you want us to go. Lord, I pray for these that have come forward. Lord, as well as those under the sound of my voice, God. Those that wouldn't move but know they should. Wouldn't step out, but they need to step up. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would move according to your divine purpose, your divine will in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray your blessings over Samantha, God. Lord, as she's struggling in whatever area, that's between you and her, God, but we know, God, that you said that she will walk in dominion. Each of them will walk in dominion, God, as we break the yoke, realizing who we are in you. Help us, Lord, to, to break these things, God. I don't care how long it's been hanging on. I don't care how long the, the, the thought has been running in our minds as men and women of God. I don't care how long we've been struggling with this or that in our lives, God. I don't care the things that we've been through. You have been, you've seen it all, God. And you're still saying, come forward. You still haven't thrown us away. You still haven't given up on us, God. Because you have more yes. for us. And Lord, there's somebody waiting on us. Yes. Just as the nation was waiting on Jacob to become Israel. 
Somebody's waiting on us. Help us not to miss it, God. Help us to set our heart, our mind, our focus on you. Trusting God that you said you'll make a way out. You'll make a way to escape, God. We just got to have a want to. As we face our giants, you can take them down. Let us not be afraid, but to walk in the authority that you want us to walk in. The power that you want us to walk in. In the knowledge of who you are that sets us free. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's ours for the stepping, for the asking, for the doing. Amen. Trusting him. Now, if you, if you haven't given your life to the Lord, I invite you to come. Amen. To make that step, make that declaration, and maybe you need to recommit yourself to him. Today is the best day to do it because tomorrow is not promised. Hallelujah. And finally, if you don't have a church home, amen, we invite you to come forward and say, I want to be a part of living faith. I want to get plugged in, amen. Be planted, amen, so that I can serve and grow, amen. Be under accountability. The doors are open. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If not, I'll turn it over into the hands of Mr. Lehani. Thank you.